It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this August 28th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith. Also starring Don Knotts and Ronnie Howard. (laughs) I'll give a little whistle. And always let your conscience be your guide. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Not just a little squeeze. Bucker up and blow. And if you're ever in trouble, yell, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. You gotta give a little whistle every now and then, you know. Feeling good, feeling great. Welcome to the podcast. Um, if you're new to my podcast, my name's Jonathan James Ramcharan. Stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Whistler extraordinaire. <whistles> I am a actor. <whistles> uh... Temporary laborer? <laughs> you guessed it. You can't whistle and hold down a real gig in the showbiz world. It's one or the other. Do you whistle or do you have talent? Tell me what you got, kid. <laughs> and I'm also an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I used to wet my whistle quite a bit. <whistles> glug, 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 glug. Hubbada, hubbada. <whistles> Meow. <whistles> and, uh... Uh, yeah, that pretty much rounds it out when it comes to Jonathan James Ramcharan. So yeah, you know, I've been living a charmed life, but check this out. <clears throat> I feel like updates on a computer are like strangers to a child. You know, like my child, my computer is like my child. And like updates are like the strangers you try to like ward against, you know? What did I tell you about talking to strangers, Jesse? But he said he had a puppy in the back of a car. He said that, he said that I could see the puppy if he said that the uh, the puppy was in the back of the, 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 the car. What did I tell you, Jesse, about talking to strangers when they say they have puppies in the back of a car? Are you stupid? Do you want to end up chopped liver? Huh? Is that what you want to end up as? Chopped liver? Huh? But he said that he... That's what I feel like um, updates on a computer are, you know? Like, my computer is my baby. It's my livelihood. That's how I record this goddamn podcast, you know? That's how I, you know, record these whistles. That's how I do it. You know, it's my baby. And updates are like the fucking predators out there just always trying to suck me in, you know? The damn computer that, um, you know, it opens you up to the world of communication, man. This is an amazing time we live in. Communication. The error of the computer. Global communication. Yeah. In just a few short years, in the 1990s, we'll be able to communicate across the world with the click of a button, introducing the internet. Yes, with the click of a button, you can talk to your grandmother who lives in Port of Spain, uh, Trinidad, Tobago, or wherever she's from. 
Anyways, that's a good way to get in touch with your grandmother when you're bored. Get on the computer. In the year 1995, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but basically, um, you know, we live in this media world where everyone's clicking and pushing buttons and, you know, and it's really cool. You can, like, communicate in real time. But, you know, like, these updates are just, like, like, they're unethical, is my point. Because, like, I went to restart my computer today, and it's like, would you like to update? Would you like to get your update? They're always, like, talking to me. It's like, bing, bing, bing. Hi, it's the computer. Did you do your fucking updates yet? Hey, it's me, computer. Just wanted to check in to see if you did your updates. Oh, hi. Um, you may not know me because I don't really exist, but I'm your computer. And, um, well, I guess I exist, but, like, who I am spiritually, mentally, in a metaphysical, uh, metaphysical way. See, I stutter, too. I guess I am a human being. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Pinocchio. But anyways, I'm your computer, and, uh, you know, I guess I exist in a metaphysical way. And uh, I'm talking to you. Would you like to do some updates? And I'm like, uh, sure, I guess. So, like, I updated my, uh, I clicked on the update button while I was restarting my computer. The fucking thing took three hours. I'm going fucking bonkers, man. I'm, I'm, I, I drank a cup of coffee. I drank a cup of tea. I played bass guitar. I, I listened to some old radio on my uh, cell phone. I, I, I accessed the internet on my cell phone. So I streamed some old fucking gumshoe detective radio shows. Ah, you lousy rundown, good for nothing, ah, you sandbagging. You know, I, I listened to some old radio on my uh, cell phone while I was waiting for my laptop to fucking update. It took three hours, man. And I feel like updates are just like, you know, unethical. They're unethical because all they're trying to do is upsell. Isn't that all they're doing? They're trying to upsell me. Like, they're trying to push a new app or push some kind of um, product through Microsoft or whatever. It's not about what I want. I'm the consumer. I paid for the fucking computer. I just want to use the computer. I don't want to talk to it every time I fucking want to check an email, you know? I don't want to fucking think about it when I'm like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to like the sound of like ambient glow of a fucking computer screen. I want the analog days like a fucking motorcycle, you know? Give me the good old days when shit never talked to you and they just fucking worked independently of some central mainframe brain. <laughs> that all kind of made sense. But, um, at least I think I do in my deluded mind. But, you know, I feel like, you know, the computer is my child. Updates are the pedophiles out there preying on my baby. And I'm sick of being updated because it's unethical. Like, I already purchased the computer, all right? Stop trying to upsell me shit. Just let me use the motherfucking thing. Please, for the love of God. Please, please, please let me get what I want. Stop with the updates. I'm in a musical mood. I'm in a pretty mellow mood. Pretty good. I was having a rough couple weeks, huh? Yeah, you know, like, uh, stand-up comedy was... I'm in a transition phase with my stand-up at the moment. I'm, uh, trying to book myself my own gigs. 
you know, the uh, the general open mic, uh, hand-to-mouth gigs that I've been doing lately. They've been fun, and I've met some pretty cool comics and stuff like that, but um, I'm well past the point of needing to get some legitimate stage time. I'm like, I'm a decent middle act. That's the truth, man, and i got to have more respect for myself. <laughs> like, uh, I'm a decent middle act, like... I can hold down a fucking 20 minute spot given the chance, you know, I can, I'm always working on new material and shit and, uh, uh I'm kind of stagnating and not growing in these little, uh, open mics that I've been doing and I'm well past the point, man, for God's sakes. Um, well, plus I'm burnt out alcoholic, so that's kind of part of my story. It's not like, um, I've just been working my balls off. I mean, in my 10 years of stand up comedy, there were, um, five of which that were in complete addiction so like you know and the flame out and the flames of a fucking burnt down career so now that i'm you know one year and nine months sober coming up one year and ten months i'm uh you know really pushing myself to stretch out and grow and you know i'm trying to book some gigs myself you know trying to set up some rooms and shit. It's a lot harder than, uh, well, it's not hard. It's challenging. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to what can you do for me? That's most people's mentality, generally speaking. I mean, when you approach a venue, it's obvious. Like, what can I, the performer, do for the venue? Can I sell tickets? Can I rent the space? Can I bring customers to the bar? Like, what can I do? So I'm working on that because that's a fair question. And, um, you know, when the bar wins, or sorry, rather, when the venue wins, I win, right? When we all win, we all win, you know? The venue makes some money. I make a little money. I do a show. The audience enjoys it. skibbity bobbity boo you know? Everything in a happy, peaceful world, man. That's all good. So I'm trying to get that going, and, uh, you know, all this whistling probably isn't helping. I should really quit this whistling shit and fucking crack open a business book and figure out how to make a fucking dollar, but um, <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, Acting-wise, uh, yeah, I'm doing some uh, extracurricular upgrading. That's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm uh, doing some studies reading up and educating myself on um, some things in the film industry that are going to helpfully, sorry, helpfully and hopefully get me to the next level in my career, or to some level anyway, you know? Can't be whistling Dixie and fucking, you know, griping about computer updates for the rest of my life, you know? I gotta, gotta do something, right? So, feeling pretty happy and, uh, you know, blessed and fortunate to be doing that that's kind of what's going on right now with the film uh keeping my eyes open to see if i can maybe like get an agent but i mean i don't know they don't want me <laughs> you know good you're used up you lazy rotten shiftless kid you're done you're over um i used to have this little skit where like um i pretended to be my agent and i'm screaming at myself Look, Chuckles, I love you like a daughter, Chuckles, but it's over. You're done. You're washed up. 
You've been hitting the sauce for the last 16 years, Chuckles. What am I supposed to do with your Chuckles? I want you out of my office. I want you out of my life, Chuckles. You're done. You're finished. You're kaputs. You're washed up. You're lousy, rotten, good for nothing. I wish I never laid eyes on your Chuckles. You're done. You're kaputs. You're finished. You're history. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, Charles. You never loved me, Charles. You never loved me. What kind of fucking agent treats their fucking prime fucking um, performer like this? I fucking hate you, Charles. Ah, you're washed up, Chuckles. You're done. You're finished. You're kaputs. You're history. Get out of my office, Chuckles. So, um, <laughs> that glowing little impersonation of some hack-ass fucking uh, little skit that I was working on when I was in my drunken fucking mayhem days, uh, you know, <laughs> speaks volumes to where I'm at in my career at the moment. Oh, yes, people honking horns and screaming for no reason. It's a chaotic world. I don't know if you guys heard that, but, um... Somebody interrupted my little fucking spiel there to scream and honk their horn out in my fucking neighborhood. But, um, yeah. So now you know every little thing that's going on with me in my performing career at the moment. Just working on shit and having fun with it. Trying to get back to the basics. Trying not to worry and stress so much about shit. And, you know, um, it's a comedic device to, um, I guess what you can call it is, um... What is it? Um, Self-deprecation. You know, when you deprecate. Deprecate? For some reason, that doesn't sound right. Deprecate. Defecate. (laughs) I guess defecating is when you shit. Self-deprecating is... So defecation is shitting, right? And deprecation, self-deprecate... I'm not going to look it up, and I don't care. Basically, I've been shitting on myself there, my little spiel... You know, oh, I'm just such a humble little actor or whatever. It's like, no, I'm actually, you know, decent. But, uh, you know, down here in Toronto, you got to really watch your back. A friend's a friend until they're liable to walk around and smack you in the back of your stomach. You know? Yeah, sure, it's a decent way to make a living. If your mother doesn't mind you coming home for Easter in a box... That's what the sign on my office says, Jonathan Ramtram for hire. Oh, sure, it's a decent way to make a living. If your mother doesn't mind you coming home for Easter in a box. I do temporary labor, a little bit of this and that, stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's a all right living, if you don't mind worms. <laughs> you know, I do these little fucking pet projects of love and blah, 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 and skibbity boo bop ba doo and devilly da I'm just babbling like a co- incoherent fuck. I worked today, and um, that's the life of a performer, baby. You got to sling it on the fucking job front. You got to sling it on the stage. You got to sling it online, and you got to sling it from behind. You know what I mean? Give them the old bums rush. Whoops. Is that a cock in your ass? So, you know, just been burning the midnight oil. The morning's dead in the days too. There's nothing here to greet me but the lonely moon. All the emptiness that I felt today has been more than enough to make a man 
give himself away. I continue to burn that lamp. Oh, loneliness is such a drag. You can't really whistle, hum, or um, scat, skibbly bop bop doo a fucking Jimi Hendrix riff. It just, there's no way to do it. You know, you can do like other little guitar solos or, you know, chicken picking, banjo lately type shit. Like you get the point? You can kind of do it and get away with it. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get away with. I'm babbling incoherently. I don't think there's enough oxygen. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Somebody open a window in here. I can't breathe. Tell Uncle Louie I said hi. I think I saw that on a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know, Bugs Bunny was choking. And he said that. I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I can't, I can't get out of here. I'm trapped. If it was good enough for Bugs Bunny, it should be good enough for you. You guys should be laughing. You should be rolling in your seats at that. Bugs Bunny said it once. It must have been funny. <clears throat> oh, shit, now I'm burping. Oh, excuse me. Oh. I'm just going to let this ride. I've been feeling really cagey lately, too. Like, um, like I haven't been on stage as a stand-up in a few weeks now. And uh, just uh, trying to mitigate. Is that the word? Uh, bridge that gap of um, breaking through with my own shows. Um, I kind of had to put the kibosh, as I said, on my uh, stand-up. Uh, so I haven't been on stage lately, and I'm, I'm feeling really fucking weird. I'm feeling the effects of it, man. It's, you know, birds got to fly, comics got to talk some shit. So i got to get my ass up and hurrah and get rocking with these damn shows, man, because... You know, I just, just, I don't know. Just babbling on and shit. Just babbling. Like a babbling brook. But hey, you know, that's what's going on in the world of performing as Jonathan James Ramdram, performer. That's what it is, baby. It's a glimpse into my life. Do you like how it looks? Welcome to my world. Didn't Justin, Justin Bieber had a tour called that. Welcome to my world. And, um, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about Biebs the other day, too. Not really, but um, <laughs> now that I'm talking about him, you know, that's a guy that, uh, how does he do it? You know, here I am choking on a fucking, you know, podcast that nobody asked to even hear. And then how does he fucking perform night after night to fucking 50,000 screaming fucking teenagers? Like, how does he do it? Ah, fuck them, you know. Anyways, um, like I said, you know, stand-up comedian, actor, working at it, jobless. Let's let that go for now. But as I alluded to, yeah, I'm a temporary laborer. I do all sorts of fucking menial tasks to make a living, you know. Anything that makes the sound of money. You know, I do about most anything. I uh, work construction, event setup, cleaning. Dusting, detailing, uh, 
furniture moving, furniture assembly, assembly, landscaping. Anything that makes this anything that makes the sound of a buck. And um, the one gig that I've been doing recently was um, working at the Toronto University, University of Toronto. So yeah, I'm on the campus. I'm at the U of T, and I'm uh, I'm uh, it's like the students are moving into the dormitory, moving out of the dormitory, getting the sh- the getting the place spritzed up for the beginning of the new year, right? Getting the place uh, fixed up for the beginning of the new semester. So, you know, I'm there with my temporary agency and we're doing like garbage removal, furniture moving, just, you know, kind of easy, namby-pamby, fucking Mickey Mouse bullshit, right? So we're over there and it's uh, we're having a good time, man. It's pretty straightforward and easy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of miffed the last couple days because um, I got into a couple... Uh, battle of wits with a couple of my stupid co-workers, right? Like, there's a lot of mental patient, drug addict, alcoholic types, you know, that uh, work temp labor. A couple of my co-workers were just kind of, you know, just one of them was barking some shit at me, right? You know, um, you know, don't touch that, don't do this, don't do that. Getting in my business. I know how to be diplomatic. I could have just addressed the situation and said, um, Oh, sorry, I didn't know you didn't, you didn't want me to do that. Or, oh, I'm sorry, we have a miscommunication. I could have said that. But like I said, I've been going through a lot with just trying to pull my belt together as a performer, get myself together as just a human being. And, you know, it was just one of those days. This was yesterday. It was one of those days when I was just like not feeling the funk, right? I was just kind of in a, just kind of, you know, not feeling it more to, so to speak and I just I just I was blunt with the man I just told him like yo like never mind whatever and I just stonewalled him I just cut him off and he kept trying to talk to me I said hey I said whatever just let it go whatever and then you know, that's kind of ignorant in its own way you know what I mean like I don't have to be a caveman I could just say like you know I could use my words to have a discussion right or you know to confront, to deal with a confrontation peaceably, peaceably. I could have done that, but, you know, I was just not in the mood. Kind of just kind of acted like a caveman. Whatever. Me, Jonathan. Me have shitty podcast to record, you know, or whatever, right? So, and then also I got into a little squawk fest with this other, uh, fucking co-worker of mine, you know, like I said, he's, he must have been some kind of street person, mental patient, outpatient, you know, fentanyl addict or something. Anyways, um, he goes, uh, somehow we get into this conversation and he's been kind of egging me on all morning, just saying stupid little things, getting in my business. Finally, me and him are like in an elevator alone together, right? And he's got a hair lip and he's all kind of squinty eyed and just real stupid little fucking pissant of a man anyways he says something to me he goes yeah i like uh annoying people and you know pestering people getting under people's skin i like that i like to see people um get all wound up like i'm doing to you gave me this perverse little hair-lipped smile (laughs) this dirty little fucking weirdo right 
So I just looked at him. I said, you know what? Me and you, we're done. No more. Like, we're done. You stay away from me. When we get off on this floor, when we get off this elevator, I want you over there. And he just gave me his little hair-lipped smile. Then he worked for two hours, got his paycheck, and went and smoked crack. You know, that's the type of people we hire at uh, the temporary labor agency. But, you know, I fed into the flame, you know. I, I knew this guy had problems, man. I should have just, like, you know, he, was, he had like a, he had a water bottle. He poured some water into the cap of his water bottle, started dabbing it with his fingers, and then started, like, washing his shirt. He had, like, mustard stains on his shirt or jizz stains or whatever. Maybe he was sucking a cock in a bathroom or something. He had all these fucking um, stains on his fucking shirt, and he's dipping his finger in the fucking bottle cap, getting a little bit of water and, like, wash, scrubbing his shirt. Like, what? Getting under people's skin. He likes getting under people's skin to perturb them, and he likes to see people get wound up. So, like, you know, all this negativity and just stupidity that was coming at me yesterday and... uh you know, thankfully I didn't lose my cool, but like I engaged and it's dangerous to engage because where's, the, where's the, where do you stop? You know, you know, if you, if you, you like, can you really be part caveman, part, um, human? Are there, are cavemen and humans the same thing? Can you be part Neanderthal, part Homo sapien? Is that the definition? I obviously don't go to university. I was mopping up at the university. So get off my back. You know, I was like fucking, you know, Saving Private Will Ferrell or what is that show? Um, movie? Um, What's Eating Wilford Grape? You know, that movie where that guy's a mathematician and he's mopping and shit. Devin Wayans? Damon Wayans? No, um, Matthew May... See, like I'm a fucking stuttering mess right now. I'm so goddamn mad. But like... You know, I was like fucking Matt Damon in fucking Goodwill Hunting, you know, like, you know, at this fucking university dealing with morons and shit and, <laughs> and I'm a secret genius. I'm a secret genius working at this fucking uh, library, fucking university campus and uh, just uh, feeling ungrateful, feeling taken for granted, ah, just a lazy, low down, shiftless, rotten, feeding into my old habits of, um, you know defensiveness and, um, you know, hot under the collar, loud mouth, you know, like I didn't want to feed into that shit, but I kind of did yesterday. And, um, but the blessing is I didn't go too far with it. And sometimes like in my program of recovery, I'm striving for spiritual progress, not perfection. Generally speaking, I handle shit with a sense of accountability and um, respect for others. Yesterday, I was just blunt and to the point with people. Like, if you're going to say something stupid to me, I'm hitting you back with something stupid. Shut up. Get the fuck out of my face. You get out of here. Go over there. Get away from me. Enough of this shit. <laughs> taking names. Taking numbers. Writing people's fucking names on bullets. I was just in a fucking perturbed state of mind yesterday. I was aggravated and wound up. But um, sometimes it's just as simple as that. You have a shitty day and whatever. The next day is a new one. So today was a blessed day. Got to work. Um, the coworker that um, I had um, a gripe with, 
He didn't show up. The one that was all crazy in the elevator, you know, I like seeing people wound up. You know, that guy, he didn't show up. So that was good. And um, the other guy, him and I, we kind of, um, we squashed our little beef. Um, there was another guy I mentioned who was like um, giving me orders. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't touch this. Don't go there. Whatever. Like Mr. Fucking Know-It-All. Um, he and I actually, you know, we kind of, we say, hey, we looked at each other when we got to work today. We said, hey, good morning. And that was it. We worked together. It was fine. It was water under the, water off a duck's ass, so to speak. So it was blessed. And um, it just turned out to be this real chill day. <laughs> we got there. We moved a couple furniture pieces around. And then, like, the fucking management's like, well, we don't know what to do. Uh, oh, thanks for showing up, boys. Uh, but we don't know what to do at the moment. Uh, just, just give us a minute. Right? Like the little fucking cuckolded fucking, uh, you know, campus staff or whatever. And the fucking dummies that hired us. They're like, give us a moment. And they flit off, Right? And, um, you know, they leave us in the uh, recreation room. So we're chilling in the recreation room of this campus, this college dormitory. University dormitory, for fuck's sakes. Uh, Sorry, I'm reprimanding myself there. For fuck's sakes, get it right. You weren't at a university. No, I was at the university. Oh, shut up, Jonathan. Speaking to myself in the third person like I'm somebody. What am I doing? Stop it. Anyways, I was working at the university... (laughs) tired too fucking old too fucking blind i've been working my goddamn life away but um i was working in the uh, university like i said and um yeah the staff they didn't know what to do with us at some point during the shift so like okay just wait for us here so we're like in the recreation lounge and um fuck they had a miss pac-man machine they had a pac-man machine they had like a golden tea you know like that uh golfing game golden tea People were playing Golden Tea, some of my coworkers, and there was a uh, Ghostbusters pinball machine. That deaf dumb boy sure plays a mean pinball bump bump bump. Something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters pinball machine. It was balling. I was just like you know playing pinball. Looking out the window, you know, pushing buttons, flapping flappers, you know. Hadn't played pinball in years, and um, it was just kind of a nice little um, time kill, you know. I'm like, I'm getting paid to play pinball today, I guess. And, like, I kind of tripped out for a moment, because, like, I was looking into the pinball machine. Like, pinballs are amazing. They're like a, you know, a diorama. They're like a... Like a little world in itself, you know, like the little world of the pinball machine and all the little fucking intricacies of uh, building one. It was just pretty fascinating. I'm like, whoa, pinball machines, man. That deaf, dumb, blind boy sure plays a mean pinball. And I'm just like, kind of, kind of had like a holistic trip, so to speak. Not really, I guess, isn't marijuana holistic? I guess I had like a, um, what's the word? A sober trip? That sound fun to you? (laughs) That's what I had, I was like, whoa, playing pinball. Like, I was like thinking about like if I was small enough to be in the pinball machine. Like, I wonder, 
What if I shrunk down to being the pinball machine? That's it. I didn't have time to write a bit. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just got home from this god-fucking-forsaken shift. I didn't just get home from it, but, um, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about being inside a pinball machine. Like, yeah, bing, 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 flying around in the pinball machine. Pretty great way to spend a day, you know? And, um, yeah, uh, then I went and I did some fucking cleaning, you know, I mopped. I'm an excellent mopper. I swept, I took some garbage out, and, um, there was all these, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed fucking university students, all full of fizz, you know, just all beaming with hope, and, you know, it was really inspiring, you know, I was, like, looking at them, I'm like, you know what, I hope you all have a really great year. I'm just, like, kind of looking at them, and I was proud of them, you know? And, um, <laughs> well, I don't know if I was proud of them, but I definitely felt happy for them. I guess I was proud of them. Yeah, they're doing something with their lives, so that's cool. And they seem like really cool kids, and, uh, I guess I'm more like their older brother. I'm just, like, probably, like, eight, ten years older than most of the ones I saw, so, you know, shouldn't make myself out to be their grandfather or something. You kids and your fucking pinball machines. But like, uh, you know, it was it was gravy, man. It was gravy. It was a gravy train. Made my money. Got the blood clot motherfucking out of there, man. Out the door. Out the door in a reasonable time. And uh, it was a good day. It was a good day. Good day, good day. Enjoyed it. Um... What's coming down the line for me in days to come? Just going to keep on trying to keep this um, good thing that I'm going on lately rolling. Because, like, um, um, as you can probably tell in this podcast and um, definitely within the last two podcasts, I was just in a bit of a rut. I mean, I was just kind of... You know, I I had I felt like I was at a place where I had done everything I could for the moment, and I was confused. Like I did as much as I could with the acting and the comedy, and I just wasn't getting any answers, or more specifically, I wasn't getting the answers that I wanted. My ego and my will were swept up in there. It's like, I want this to be moving faster. I want, I want, I want. Well, you know what? Baby doesn't always get what he wants. And um, sometimes I'm a little too hard on myself. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm telling stories about like these, you know, this story about my coworkers. It really got to me when I got in those arguments with those men. Because it's like, I don't want to be talking to people like that. I don't want to be barking at people and resorting to this cave-like behavior. But like, um, at the end of the day, I'm telling a story about two people who were ignorant towards me and I met their ignorance with ignorance. Or basically, I told two assholes to go fuck themselves. Like, it's really no big deal is what I'm saying. I can't be perfect. I strive for spiritual progress, not perfection. So, you know, like, all this stuff, like trying to maintain a healthy sobriety, 
trying to maintain a career, trying to maintain my fitness, you know, which is going very well. I work out consistently. The body's feeling good. Just trying to keep rolling with it. But um, all these um, things that I'm trying to keep on the grind, I was starting to get ungrateful for, and I was building up stress and worry. And I think it came out on the podcast the last couple um, episodes. And uh, I'm feeling really grateful and fresh, you know. I'm feeling like, you know, those college kids really perked me up, you know. I'm like, yeah, you know, go out, have fun, be cool, just be chill. You know, it was all smiles all around, man. You know, a smile can save the world, man. Those kids were just goofy as fuck. This one kid, looked like, he had like a Sideshow Bob haircut. You know, Sideshow Bob? <laughs> Kelsey Grammer playing Sideshow Bob. Sorry, my throat's killing me. Can't really do my Sideshow and Bob impersonation for you. Plus, I can't remember how he sounds. But, you know, Kelsey Grammer from Frasier. I guess he played uh, Sideshow Bob on The Simpsons. But anyways, this kid, he had this Sideshow Bob-looking fucking haircut. You know, that fucking Afro-octopus look. <laughs> and um, anyways, he was all goofy and shit, right? He comes out of a... He comes flying out of his dorm. Whoa, 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 this thing stinks. Whoa. He had, like, some, like, moldy noodles. Whoa. He goes and, like, tosses these, like, moldy noodles in the garbage. And I'm, you know, he's laughing. I'm chuckling, you know. Smiles and chuckles all around. It felt good, you know. The youthful adolescence. The glow of a university campus. Um, kinmanship, so to speak. So it was all cool. It was all gravy train, you know. It was all soul food. And, uh, yeah, just trying to... Trying to uh, take on the next phase and um, continue working from a place of um, gratitude, a place of um, confidence, and a place of acceptance. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan Teams Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this August 28th, 2018. Hey, it's blessed. It's blessed to do this. Feeling very good. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you got any questions, qualms, or queries, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Send them in. Send in your little, um, you know, snippets of whatever the fuck it is you want to say. Let me hear them. Till next time, be blessed, be safe, live it, love it, realize it. Peace.